you think so. yeah because it's paul uh i will have to note the part where he's just like my mom's still looking pretty good i'm like your mom is like 40 <laughs> yeah shut up paul that happens so much in vc andrews because oh, yeah. when they have usually like the fourth book which will be like about the person's kid mm-hmm. if the heroine is still alive there there's always some moment where their daughter is like my mom is still pretty beautiful and it's like your mom had you when she was 20 and you're 17 like <laughs> shh. yeah like, i mean it's... i think my 30s were easily my best years yeah but it's they're always just like it's so amazing how my mom and dad still are like lovey-dovey with each other and like I think they have sex. Like, yeah, it happens. (laughs) It does happen after 40. I mean, not my parents, certainly. Um. (laughs) Well, I wish I could say the same. Hello and welcome back to Let's Get Weirding. I'm Megan Sunday. And I'm Bo North. On this show, we are discussing Frank Herbert's Dune series, chapter by chapter. And this week, we are back to talk chapter 40, just as soon as we figure out if we're dreaming or not. <laughs> there seems to be a lot of that going around right now. I that know everyone all the time. I think I know everyone's really confused about what day it is, but I mean, you are awake. If you're listening to this, I hope you're awake. I once had a dream that I was having lunch with a friend of mine who lives in a different state Mm -hmm. uh, and whom I had not seen in person for months at this point but I had this very vivid dream that we were having lunch and she told me that she was pregnant with a mutual friend's baby Mm -hmm. and she had a boyfriend at the time and that she was pregnant it was not her boyfriend's but that he was he like it was just like this you know mistake and now she she like hooked up with our friend and now she was pregnant but Mm. that her boyfriend understood and that they were going to raise the baby together and i was just like wow this is nuts like (laughs) but i'm glad that you guys are working this out and when i woke up it was so vivid that i was had to lay in bed and convince myself like you have not been out of the state for months you have not seen her there is no way that this happened because she wasn't particularly showing in the dream it wasn't like i had lunch with her and she was like about to pop right that i but i had to text her just to be like hey just gonna throw this out there you're not having blank's baby right she was just like what the hell are you talking about i was like just checking just had a dream where you had you slept with him and we're having his baby and she was like no 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 and also no how dare you basically she's kind of like ew (laughs) no that didn't happen um yeah we i have those on occasion but mine are always very boring it's like I'm in line at the bank. Mm. Those are the dreams that I have. Like, really, really boring, mundane as you can get. And then every once in a while, like, every 10 years, I will have a sex dream about a really weird celebrity. Like, the last one I had, and this was in, like, 2008. I have not had a sex dream since 2008. So, first of all, there's that that I can remember. 
Second mm-hmm. of all, it was about Nick Cave. All right. I can respect yeah. that. It really sticks in my head because it was well. a very good dream. <laughs> <laughs> it was really good. I remember years ago in the live journal days before, you know, I had Facebook to and Twitter to ask these questions to just being like, is it weird if I'm attracted to the cave in the Mm-mm. where the wild roses grow video where he's just oh, bludgeoned no. Kylie Minogue? And my friends were like, no, no, it's fine. I'm like, OK. <laughs> yeah, I worry about us sometimes because I also just a twinge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but I mean, I think also because it's it's a music video. I know Kylie Minogue is fine. Yeah, she's doing great. Yeah, we we can tell the difference between fiction and reality. So, um, but the yeah, I've definitely had those. I have a lot of dreams. I'm sure they're like anxiety dreams or stress related, where something really awful happens, and I'm mm. trying to get like my mom or my husband or somebody to like give a shit, and they're just yeah. like, eh. And it's always just like, but this just happened right there. And they're like, yeah, but we're in line at Rita's. Like, <laughs> Got to get this Italian ice. Mm, Rita's. That actually sounds really good. Right <laughs> will there be, will there be summer? Well, look, let's, let's not worry about that now. Let's just talk about Dune. Okay. Yeah. Let's just talk about Paul. Well, I do want to point out though, just really quickly mm-hmm. that two things one i hope everyone is staying home if you're able if you have to go to work that's fine if not you're staying home and two i think we have both officially done quarantine hair things oh right (laughs) i dyed mine rose gold pink it's very pretty thank you yeah it looks great thanks and you yeah i shaved it all off today (laughs) and it looks amazing well, thank you. <laughs> like, I have never had the nerve to do that. And I like my hair too much. I think it would really, like, wig me out, um, ultimately. I mean, but... I like mine, too. And I actually was in a phase where I was, like, have a haircut that I really liked. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I started thinking about, like, how much shampoo I was using. And, like, A, I can start ordering it online. But then there's, like, it's not really a necessity. And we're putting delivery people and logistics people like at risk every day and then like Mm -hmm. also going to the store i'm trying to limit how often i go to the store and it's like okay i can't not wash my hair so i just shaved it all off because i'm like you know i'll use a lot less shampoo Mm -hmm. i have one of those lush shampoo bars that should get me through like i don't know the next three months so (laughs) with the amount of hair that i have on my head now and if i maintain it it'll be even yeah so i don't know and it it actually like there was a lot of waffling on my part before i did it and a lot of like i pulled my husband into the bathroom i was like what do you think and he's just like i don't care it's your hair and i was just (laughs) like but yeah but will you still like me and he's like what kind of a fucking question is that that though okay husbands significant others of the world but particularly our husbands Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're allowed to be like, no, I don't like that. Because I get that a lot, too, where I'll be like, what if I did blank? And my husband will be like, I don't care. Like, it's your, you know, face or your hair or whatever, you know. And it's like, no, 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 <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. However, yeah. what I want is an opinion. I think his exact words were, <laughs> I'll still want to bone you. So yeah, well, there you go. So there you go. So I was like, okay, well, that being the case, I'm going to do it. So I did it. 
and it feels really weird. <laughs> like it feels like my I have like I feel like I still have long hair and then it's really pulled back really tight. Oh. That's kind of what it feels like. Like, you know, all on top of my head because I'm used to feeling like little wisps, you know, mm-hmm. touching my neck and my ears and stuff. But boy, it's different. <laughs> it's really different. <laughs> I'm not mad at it, actually. No, I think it shouldn't be. It's working out okay so far. It's only been a day. We'll see how I feel in a week. Hey, once it's summer, you're going to be like, whatever. Like, as soon as it gets really, like, hot and humid, you're just going to be like, yeah. I don't know if it gets humid there. I don't. I've never No, been. it gets really, really dry, like, painfully oh. dry, hot air. That's why we have so many freaking wildfires. Um, just because the air is super, super dry. I don't like that at all. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's not pleasant. You would think because it rains here a lot yeah. during the year. That it would be humid, but it's not really. It's not that kind of rain. Mm. Yeah. And it doesn't rain at all during the summer. It's just three months of blistering sunshine. Ugh. Which well, is something people don't realize about Portland. No. I, I did not know that. So mm-hmm. now I know it, and I'm just sort of like, oh. Yeah, so by the time September comes around, I'm just like dying to see rain again. Well, you know who feels that way, too? The uh, I bet of Arrakis. Yeah, I bet they <laughs> Look do. Look at that. That's a great segue. Flawless. So, <laughs> so with that being said, I'm going to be reading a selection from the collective sayings, collected, not collective, collected sayings of Mwadib by the Princess Irulan. And here it goes. There is in all things a pattern that is part of our universe. It has symmetry, elegance, and grace. Those qualities you find always in that which the true artist captures. You can find it in the turning of the seasons, the way the trails along the, oh, sorry, the way the sand trails along the ridge, in the branch clusters of creosote bush and the pattern of its leaves. We try to copy those patterns in our lives and in our society, seeking the rhythms, the dances, the forms that comfort. Yet it is possible to see peril in the finding of ultimate perfe- ugh, perfection. <laughs> it is clear that the ultimate pattern contains its own fixity. In such perfection, all things move towards death. Well, I mangled wow. that a bit. A lot of P words, and I don't like P words because I pop a lot, even if I'm using <laughs> a pop filter, like my P's pop. So sorry for all the popping P's. <laughs> but um, yeah, <sighs> cheerful. This is a saying. Was he just, oh, fantastic. <laughs> this is a poem? This is a poem? Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I can't. Okay, breathe. <laughs> All right. So Paul wakes up. Mm-hmm. And I like that he wakes up. But he's just like, I think I just ate a really big dinner. <laughs> <laughs> very relatable mm, i know <laughs> really, really the is. most relatable thing he's ever said that <laughs> <laughs> i've been like oh i understand that like so he ate a ton of something with a ton of spice in it yeah a big uh, spice meal and it's like a big i don't know a big samosa or something delicious mm, um good i made a samosa pie one so that's basically what it was oh, amazing so good so he's he is he says he's clinging to that because he knows that actually happened and so mm-hmm. i like yeah like i get that he's like 
he's kind of in a vision. He's half asleep. He's half awake. And he's trying to figure out if the stuff he's thinking about has actually happened or is about to happen or could happen, which I guess is the problem when you're constantly just having visions nonstop. Right. And when you kind of have an idea of what's going to happen in the future, you're like, wait, has that happened yet? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he remembers that Chani made him the dinner, but then he's like, no, she's in the South with their son. So again, we've had a time skip. They have had a son. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leto the second, uh, as we have indicated in the past, this is uh, Leto the second point A. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and you know he's like, okay, who is where? <laughs> Which I also appreciate. He's just waking up like, all right, wait, yeah, uh, okay. So especially right now because we're all like, what day is it? Yeah. Who am I? What's the weekend? <laughs> and it feels like. You know, this is a very timely chapter. (laughs) (laughs) It is in several ways, actually. I was thinking that today. Uh, He remembers that. So Chani, Chani, I still can never remember how I pronounce her name. You know what? You know who I'm talking about. You say Chani, but I say Chaney. Because that's Uh, how they say it in the audiobook. But I think either way is fine. Yeah. I don't know her. I'm not mad at it. So he knows he's thinking that she's in the South, uh, which is apparently so we learn that that's sort of where the really top secret like strongholds are mm, uh we find out later that sort of where all the women go well all this shit is going down with the harkonnens like all the women and children uh and uh, presumably like old people all go south paul cannot yet go south because he has not ridden a worm by himself mm-hmm. like he's so he's done not it. he's not yet a true fremen yeah uh, I appreciate that he, when he's thinking about this, he remembers that Chani has gone south, Leto the second, their son has gone south, and Jessica and Alia, first mention of Alia, uh, have also gone south, and that Jessica, since she's the Reverend Mother, got to ride in a little palanquin like, on the back of a worm, which is yeah. boss. <laughs> I know, I was thinking that, like, how does that even work? <laughs> how do you even haul that thing up there? Like, how... But there's I mean, a point amazing. later when he thinks about how if he can't call a worm and like ride it himself, that that would be like what he'd have to do is like, I guess, like Reverend Mother is an old, like sick people mm, just mm-hmm. like get to go up on that. And I guess someone's got to go up there and like set it up for you and then haul your ass up there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm fine with on any of that, honestly. <laughs> I mean, the stuff that I mean, Jessica's going through. Come on, just just pull her up there. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he also recalls, because this is a point where he's just like, you know, I don't want to think about riding worms right now. Is Alia born? Yes. <laughs> like, what? He's like, yeah, she's really weird. <laughs> what like, year is this? He's thinking about how weird his sister is, which, well, nice guy. I mean, she's weird. <laughs> she is weird. She, he but... loves her a lot, but she's weird. Um, he's doing a full end of Twin Peaks. You know? <laughs> what yeah. year is this? right Um, also a paul um he mentions that like we saw and discussed in the miniseries that he found his father's funeral pyre got Mm -hmm. his skull and made a shrine to it yeah in the in the deep desert yeah sure Mm -hmm. i mean you know what okay you do you you know everyone mourns in their own way i suppose and so he keeps he has this long memory of a time when 
Hera came in and was like, oh, Chani just killed a dude. <laughs> By the way, uh, Chani just killed a dude. Uh, so just so and, you know. Yeah. And like when he goes to talk to Chani about it, she was like, well, I guess I could have left him for Hera, which was like, I don't know if it meant like as like a potential mate or as someone she could kill because <laughs> everyone thinks this is fucking hilarious. And I was just like, okay. I think it's sort of a maybe like Hera isn't as good a fighter as Chani and like knows mm. that, but it was sort okay. of a she could totally still have killed him, but like okay. it wouldn't have been as you know good as me or whatever. But she laughs at it too, so it's clearly a thing where she's just like, yeah, even I could have killed this guy. Like, <laughs> okay, gotcha. And okay, that makes more sense. Everyone's wearing their water rings, which is pretty sweet. Enjoy mm-hmm. that a lot. Um, I also like that Chani's just like hanging out in her robe with her water rings just wearing it on a necklace and I like to imagine that's what she was wearing when she killed this dude too she was like I'm not <laughs> taking off my robe I'm comfy yeah I can do this all day and he's trying to be like but he was supposed to come challenge me and she's like yeah I know what I'm doing <laughs> I think she said he wasn't worthy or something like he was no- nothing nobody's not worth it not worth your time etc and she says you know also if people find out that if they come to challenge you they might get beaten by me they're not (laughs) going to come and you need to focus on other stuff yeah and he does have the like his next immediate thought is oh you know that did work yeah (laughs) i had a lot a lot fewer challenges after that and then he's sort of just like wait am i dreaming what is happening? He's like, I had that big old dinner, so it's all the spice <laughs> that was in my food. Uh, and so he starts thinking about his mom. She is not super thrilled with the fact that the Fremen are kind of like, hey, you're the Messiah. <laughs> yeah. Um, they call him Him, the capital him. H. Yeah. Um. And this was the part, was the Betty Jesuit proverb, the one where I kind of went like, eh. Which, uh, when religion and politics travel in the same cart, the writers believe nothing can stand in their way. Their movement become headlong, faster and faster and faster. They put aside all thought of obstacles and forget that a precipice does not show itself to the man in a blind rush until it's too late. And I went, oh, oh God. (laughs) They're not wrong. (laughs) And he says, well, they have a nice, simple religion. And she says, nothing about religion is simple. Also true. I was like, Jessica, kick it ass. (laughs) <laughs> he also notes that, you know, she's gotten some, like, lines by her mouth, but her hair still looks good, and she's still looking pretty young, and dude, your mom is 40. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Suck it. He's like, well, there's new lines around her mouth, but she still looks good, and it's just like, all right, fuck you, kid. <laughs> yeah, bear in mind at this point that he is, like, 19. Yeah. Because later on, Stilgar says, look, most Fremen... Fremen do this when they're 12. Mm-hmm. You are way older than that. So yeah. you've got to do this thing because... Uh. Yeah. Because you're not really... You can't really lead us until you're one of us. He wonders if his soul has like slipped into a different metaphysical realm. It gets a little like, woo, for a second or two there. Mm-hmm. Um... And he has all these memories. He's talking. He remembers talking to Jessica. And then he finally wakes up and is like, oh, wait. 
Oh, but he also remembers that. So this was, it was the day that, you know, uh, it was the day that Leto, their son, was getting circumcised. So they were mm. having a big ceremony. Yeah. And she, apparently we find out that Jessica has never liked the fact that he is with Chani. And that he kind of sees it as, well, she realized once he, once their son was born that she couldn't have like a grandson and not the mom. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think she's learned to accept Chani. But in the next, I will say in the next chapter, she's like, I love Chani. It's just, there's all this other shit. Yeah. Oh, I think uh, I read ahead too. <laughs> because I was like, oh yeah, I read that today. Yeah. Right. Like she, she does say like, you know, I, I love her. I think she's great. I just don't think that, you know, it's great that you guys are in this like mm-hmm. <laughs> common law marriage. And, right. Uh, she calls it their marriage of youth. Mm-hmm. Um, but Which now that Paul yeah. is very young, I mean, that's, f- I feel like that's fair. And they've been together, I mean, because their son is like, he's a baby, but I mean, I think at this point, like, Ollie is like two and a half, so they've been together for that long. Like three years or something so like that. Yeah. They were kind of little infant children. Mm hmm. And he's just like, Jessica's like, you know, you think I'm a bad mom because you're a messiah and your sister is the way she is. <laughs> he's like, no, it's... I don't think you're a bad mom. I just think it's all a little, you know. Yeah, he he's not super, um, he's, he's not super trying to put her at her ease there. He's just like, you're not a bad mom. <laughs> it's like i know ollie is different because you drank while you were pregnant and you know she was (laughs) unborn and she's like yeah you still don't get it though and that's actually a big thing and i think that that's really interesting and this is again more in the next chapter but the fact that this is apparently something enough where you know people know you shouldn't do that Mm -hmm. but no one gets ollie's whole deal yeah. Like, in the next chapter, it gets spelled out more. We'll talk about it then. But it's just, like, I do enjoy that even Paul is kind of like, I don't know, she's just a little weird, right? Mm-hmm. Like, no, it goes beyond that. Like, Yeah. You have no idea. Uh, but this time, he actually does wake up for real, and he realizes he's in a tent. And Johnny is the there with him. flower sand. Ooh. <laughs> uh, I like that she put their tent up. Yeah. Apparently. And then he's just like, oh, that means Chani's here. That's awesome. I love Chani. <laughs> and he, he hears someone playing the set too. And he thinks, like, is that Gurney? But then um, they have not been, I mean, I don't think it's a spoiler to say reunited at this point. No. Yeah. yeah. Like, he's seen him, but he did not contact him because he didn't mm-hmm. want to get him back to the Harkonnen that he was alive. Yeah. Uh, but he thinks it's, uh, he realizes it's someone else. Um which, okay, if everyone's sleeping and you're in the middle of the desert, maybe put your ballast set up, dude. <laughs> yeah. Just well, it's a out. nice al- alarm clock for him. I Time guess. To get up. There's some worm riding to do. <laughs> uh, so he gets up. He's just like, okay, wait a minute. Now I know what's going on. We're in the desert. I gotta get myself a worm. <laughs> and then I can be a real Fremen. And they have to do this in the day. Um, yeah, you know, usually they sleep during the day. They travel. They travel by night, but this time they had to like, like 
re reconfigure their entire sleep patterns uh, because they need the Shihalu to see him mm-hmm. and know he has no fear. Which I don't think that I don't really know if they could see, but I get the symbolism. <laughs> sure, <laughs> and um, also I mean it's just another like level of of danger to the whole thing because mm-hmm. they're in the deep desert during the day. It's blistering hot. Yeah. Um, and, you know, she's, Chani's just like, you know, you don't have to be up yet. Like, you need to, like, chill out and rest a little. Mm-hmm. And she also points out that she isn't there entirely as just his significant other. She is there to represent everyone. She's the Sayadina. So yeah. she has to be there to say, like, this actually happened. And he did it or he didn't do it. And mm-hmm. that way it could be read, like, written down properly and remembered. Yeah. So she's um, there in, like, both an official and unofficial capacity. Yeah. Because at one point she says, you know, you need to get some rest. And he's like, you can't give me any, like, help. You can't tell me what to do or give me any kind of comfort. Uh, so he's like, let's talk about some other stuff. And <laughs> I will admit I laughed like a child because when he crawls out of the tent, they refer to it as the sphincter opening. Yeah, I know I did, too. And I went... <laughs> you said sphincter (laughs) you crawled out of a sphincter i like that the tents look like little sand dunes yeah that's cute i like it's a nice detail uh imagine if they weren't that good like that was the one thing they just didn't do right (laughs) they were just like little pup tents or something bright bright red (laughs) (laughs) like really stereotypical awful like TPs like that kid in Parasite. Like, just oh, like, sure. <laughs> like, wow, we really screwed this up. <laughs> She's just like, all right, you know, I got to do this. Everyone does it. Every single Fremen has done this. So I've got to do it. Okay. Because that's both like pressure and also people are probably like, oh, no, we've all done it. It's like, yeah, but you've all done it. But what if I can't do it? <laughs> yeah, because he's he is an outsider. Mm hmm. Because he's, he's ridden them before. He's like, I've been mm. with other people and done it, but I have never been the one to, like, to call, call it, it and... and catch it. And, yeah. Um, yeah. Basically, so they show this a lot more in the miniseries than they do in the Lynch movie, mm-hmm. where it's just sort of climbing up a worm and then there's a sweet guitar riff. Um, <laughs> the greatest yeah. of all guitar riffs. Mm, it is amazing. very inspirational. It's great. Stilgar gets up there with him, and they're both just like, yeah. <laughs> Woo! I'm my honestly man. surprised. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, which, this you could entirely, like, cut this, but I have to mention it. Um, mm-hmm. I did watch the, the Skeleton League bit. Oh, my God. So just good. Just the part that we hate movies. They did a Justice League. Um what do you call it? What's the word? Commentary. Commentary. Yeah. <laughs> just the part when Wonder Woman is like, you gotta go do this, Aquaman. And it just is like, Chris Cabin is just like, all right, babe. You got it, babe. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think I watched that part like three times in a row. Cause it's just like, <laughs> the whole skeleton league bit was, oh my God, amazing. my freaking favorite. So good. 
so he's just, she's trying, so, so Chani is trying to distract him and she does yield. Tell me again about the waters of thy birth world. She's doing a lot of mm-hmm. thy. Like yeah, thy, there's thou. a lot. There's a lot of this weird, like Shakespearean verse. All of a sudden, it reminded me of because it doesn't happen anywhere else. Of when Eowyn is hitting on Aragorn mm-hmm. in the books, and she does a lot of that when they're talking, where she's just suddenly like, "Your friends love thee." Other yeah. people love thee, and then she like runs away, and he's just like, "Ah, <laughs> shit." Uh, <laughs> I've been engaged for like a hundred years. Yeah, Ooh, this is awkward. <laughs> Ooh, this is really uncomfortable. <laughs> My girlfriend is like three thousand years old. <laughs> um, before anyone ats me, I know he's only like eighty-five. <laughs> yeah, it's we're not fine. interested. You can try to correct us, but we really don't care. <laughs> Also, I've read the appendices. Trust me when I know. I mean, um, I'll take your word for it. Yeah. yeah. I like he those still, books, He's looking great. There's still too looking so good. much singing. <laughs> the singing is great. It gave <laughs> us then Richard Armitage singing. I mean, that was really the upside of all the singing in those freaking books. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the elves sing, though. We didn't get any... Lee didn't bring it out. Mm, sadly. Sadly. Um, so he's just like, yeah, I don't want to talk about that. Why don't you tell me what's going on down mm-hmm. south? Yeah. And I think you need to quote what you wrote in our show notes. Let's see. Where are we at? Da-da-da. What's the sitch at the sitch yeah. in the south? <laughs> yeah. That was <so> funny. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and he's just like, "Well, what's it like down there?" And she's like, "Well, after you ride the worm, you can see it for yourself because then yeah. you can go like pep talk." Uh, I like that he asks if their son, you know, holds holds his mom in his hand, like in the palm of his hand, which you know, grandma. Yeah, and she's like, "Yeah, and Alia too," which yeah, toddler and baby. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you're actually kind of an adult, but you're a toddler. Like, <laughs> toddlers love babies true uh they feel very superior to them (laughs) in (laughs) hilarious ways um and i i love that she's just like well it's lonely there and he's like why won't you tell me about it she's like i did tell you about it it's down south and it's lonely and we all (laughs) wish that you guys were there but there's a lot of shit going on and you'll see it when you ride a worm yeah focus (laughs) um because then he's just like well because he, he's because she's like there's a lot of stuff to do we've got to make weapons and we've got to harvest spice and we've got mm-hmm. like there's you know and we miss you know sometimes people get to go north and like see their their husbands or whatever but other than that like there's a lot going on and he's mm-hmm. like well nothing's nice and she's like i don't know like the kids are nice and we all hang out but it's not you'll see it when you get there <laughs> yeah what do you want she doesn't want to spoil him <laughs> And he's just like, is anyone like Alia yet? She's like, yeah, we can talk about that later. <laughs> oh, poor kid. He's like, but I want to talk about it now. And she's like, ooh, you need to conserve your energy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, no. <laughs> poor Alia. And they're just like, you know, she's just, she's a little different. And yeah. people are afraid of her because she talks and she's just a little kid and she knows stuff that she shouldn't know and you know she's alia yeah they don't get it 
he's just like, oh, man. <laughs> and he thinks I've seen visions of trouble over Alia, which, ooh, buddy. <laughs> oh, you're not kidding, Paul. <laughs> mm, wish those <laughs> visions had been a little bit clearer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but Johnny does say that some of the women got together and went to Jessica, and apparently we're still quoting some Old Testament uh, mm-hmm. this far in the future because they point out to her that, you know, thou shalt not suffer a witch to live and that she should try to exercise the demon from Alia. And uh, Jessica was basically just like, well, if she if she does anything, if she says, you know, if Alia incites trouble, then it is the fault of authority for not foreseeing and preventing the trouble. But then she tries to explain what happened. But because the women are upset and embarrassed that she like chided them, they mm-hmm. won't listen. Uh. Uh, and he's just like, uh, that's not good. It's like, no, Paul, it's not. <laughs> like, <laughs> And then finally he realizes that it's it's finally becoming morning and there's some heat lightning. Yep. Everyone's waking up. Stilgar's there to support Paul. He just kind of shows up. I like yeah. that. It's just like, duh, duh, duh. <laughs> Stilgar. <laughs> and Chai's like, yeah, I got to go stand over there now. <laughs> Good luck, babe. <laughs> Love you. Bye. Now I'm on the job. Right. I'm here in my official capacity. Uh, and then she's like, but if you like, if you live, I'll make you breakfast. Right. That was me this morning before my husband went to Target. <laughs> if you live, if you come yeah. back to me from the store, <laughs> I shall make you breakfast. <laughs> the greatest riches shall be yours, my love, if you return. Right. I know that. I kind of said, I sent Brian downstairs earlier to retrieve a package that was delivered. And I was just like, be careful. <laughs> Farewell. Who knows when we shall meet again? Oh, they're, they're going to be so tired of us. Because <laughs> everything that's happening here, too, I'm constantly just like, oh, let us sit upon our porch and look <laughs> upon the world. It's like, okay. <laughs> do you want to go outside? Is that what you're saying? Okay. Yes. Let us do this thing. Uh, I do like that there's like an entire paragraph about how cool Stilgar looks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just his his black beard and his craggy yeah. cheeks. And it's like, I'm into it. <laughs> uh, and Paul's just kind of like, ugh, I can't do anything without people talking about it. Without me being a legend. <laughs> just so cool. Like, all right, Paul. Calm like, down. I think, and that I think is something that bugs me more about Paul than a lot of, you know, quote unquote chosen ones in fantasy and sci-fi because he's just so aware of it. Mm -hmm. And sometimes he's so, oh, but I don't like this. And sometimes he's just like, this is pretty sweet. Or it's this sort of humble bragging where he's like, I cannot do the simplest thing without it's becoming a legend. Like, wow. Yeah. You and me both, Paul. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like sometimes someone likes my tweets and i'm like yeah that's right yeah so now he's just like all right you got to do this time to do it here's your maker hooks yeah uh he gets them these have a... always brought me luck <laughs> that's the first thing i thought of <laughs> amazing uh what a fantastic ad campaign that was. Oh, for real. 
Oh, astonishing. We could have a whole spinoff about the white diamond skin ants. <laughs> I... <laughs> like, all right, Liz. <laughs> all right. We're almost done, though. That's not good sidetrack. So... I like that they talk so much in this chapter about plastic. I mean, we knew they had plastic, but everything is yeah. plastic. It's very interesting, I guess, because they're in the desert. Mm-hmm. Um, and so <laughs> Stuttgart is just like, yeah, don't show off. Right. Fancy. Just get out there, hook the worm, ride mm-hmm. the worm. There you go. Yeah. Like, people, we do this when we're 12. You're older than that, but you don't need to show off or do anything, you know, mm-hmm. special because we know you're brave and you don't have to impress us. Right. <laughs> He's just like, okay. <laughs> He's just like, don't shame me by being like a little showboat. Right. <laughs> like, we're all counting on you here to not be an asshole. So he goes out just there. Just this once. <laughs> with this thumper. Yep. And... So what happens is you take the maker hooks and yeah. you basically like pull open a part of the sandworm's like side, like between its like shifting panels of skin or sh- whatever it's got. Mm-hmm. And that hurts it and it doesn't want to get, it won't go underground. Well, that's happening because it doesn't right. want to get sand in its wound. Right. So it'll like roll away from that and keep moving to like avoid getting sand in it Mm -hmm. lovely (laughs) charming i know if i always kind of i'm just like oh animal cruelty yeah there's a part of me that kind of likes it a little better in like the movie when they're just sort of like i don't know we climb up it and then we're on it 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 doesn't feel anything (laughs) it doesn't go underground i guess because it doesn't right (laughs) um so he, once he does that, he can go and visit everybody in the South. And he's like, all right, I got to do this. Here we go. Yeah. And he starts the thumper. And he starts waiting and like seeing. Because once you see it coming, you have to basically run into its path to be able to get it. But you have to get close enough to be able to catch it. But not so close that it can squish you. Right. And so he puts starts this thumper. And he sees the swarm come in. And it's a biggin. Yep. Usul has called a biggin. The biggest of biggins. Like, he's literally <laughs> like, oh, boy. <laughs> I love that he's not impressed by it. Yeah. He's just like, oh, what? Cool. Cool, 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 <laughs> Who's cool, cool. this guy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the biggest worm. Because, of course, it's the biggest. Sure. I mean... So I that's drew the chapter. A worm in my notes because why mm-hmm. was I making notes when I know this? But then my <laughs> daughter wanted me to draw a kangaroo, so now there's also a kangaroo and then it kind of lost its flow. Well, so. isn't isn't Mwadib a kangaroo mouse? Yeah, but this is a full on kangaroo. Oh well, I'll allow it. She saw one on TikTok and was like, mm-hmm. draw a kangaroo. So Yeah. So, yeah, that was the chapter that was, yeah. um, you know, at least we weren't with the Baron, I guess. Yeah, and we're learning a little more, still more cultural stuff. Um, mm-hmm. We're seeing more of how Paul is, you know, how he experiences the world. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't sound very fun. No. I mean, I think that's, 
and like always not knowing like where you are in time has got to be just the most insane making experience oh yeah and, yeah and just you know if you experience all things like there's i've read other books where that's like similar things happen to people where it's like once you have too much power there's no way to to be a regular person because you're just mm-hmm. not anymore yeah um i it's appreciated... like dr manhattan kind of yeah, yeah yeah like that's definitely part of it and um I mean, and yeah, it's it's rough. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the first times that I've been like, oh, Paul, that kind of sucks, man. Yeah. I mean, because he is, I don't know. In a lot of ways, I feel like Paul is like a victim of circumstance. Like mm-hmm. he, he's as much of a victim of this whole path thing that as anyone else is, I feel like. Like he doesn't feel like he has a choice in any of yeah. it. And that to me that part has got to be just the absolute worst yeah because that's a huge a huge burden to put on someone who is a kid yeah at the beginning of this um and the fact that so many people like first of all he loses so many people and then he's got jessica who is you know great but also is just kind of like i don't know deal with it Mm mm-hmm don't hook up with your girlfriend mm-hmm. and deal with your problems. <laughs> like, right. handle this. And the fact that she's kind of like, I don't know if I like the fact that you're this, like, religious leader. It's like, what did you think was going to happen, Jessica? That was the entire point. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know. I was kind of just like, what? Now you're kind of cautious about it? Well, I think there's a part of her that does think that, you know, I'm the Reverend Mother now. You know, we're living here amongst them. I don't particularly like that he's in this relationship with Chani, but whatever. Um, maybe someday we'll still leave. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, that's sort of her whole thing with Chani is eventually is that, like, you know, it's the same situation that she was in where it's like, well, he, he might need to be single. Because once yeah. we get our own back, we're going to need him to probably marry someone, you know, someone important. Yeah. Um. I noticed she doesn't give all that kind of guff to Hera, but I mean that's because he doesn't. You didn't have really a relationship have a choice with yeah. Hera, um, which comes up again in the next chapter. Uh, but I, I appreciate that Hera is very much just like, it's fine. Like I don't really care, but everyone knows that I'm not like really his his concubine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, why does everyone know that? <laughs> Like life, life amongst <laughs> it's not a small community where we all live in one big cave. Yeah. Ugh. Oh my god, I know. <laughs> Talk about like some. There are days that I mean, we used to live in a townhouse, which was mm-hmm. just sometimes a nightmare, and now sometimes our neighbors I can hear them depending where I am in the living room because if they're outside they'll come that side of the house just because mm. our houses aren't that far apart there sure. are times where I'm just like could you walk a little like go back towards your house yeah <laughs> <laughs> it why does are you so close to my house yeah I'm lucky I mean even though we live in an apartment building it's really quiet and we're kind of in a quiet part of town but mm. at the same time like <laughs> It does feel some days like we are living in one big cave. 
one time our neighbors at our old place, well, once when I first had my daughter, so I was home all the time, our one neighbors, one, one of them was clearly doing some kind of like learn to play guitar program. Mm. Yeah. But he would only try to do, it was like just famous like riffs mm. or mm. famous openings of songs. Yeah. And he was always flying too high because at one point he was trying to play Purple Rain. And I'm like, oh, dude. Yeah, yeah you told like, me about that. Yeah. Like, and it's just like, you're going to play hubris. Purple Rain? Yeah, that is that The is gall. Hubris. The unmitigated gall. Like, of all things to try <laughs> to play. Like, just play Come As You Are, like every guy we knew in college. Oh, God. That's why I can't stand that song to this day because of all the dudes I know that learn to play guitar <laughs> with it. But then... Our other neighbors, who were very nice, like, had this party one night where I swear they just played that Daft Punk song one more time, like, eight mm. times. Mm-hmm. And it was just, you know, like, okay, guys, someone switch up the, the the track list. Like, who made this party mix? Right. Maybe you could just switch to some different Daft Punk, if nothing else. Right. Like, <laughs> there's whole albums you could be choosing from instead of, oh, no, there it is again. <laughs> yeah so at least we don't have that we yeah. just you know everyone in our neighborhood now is uh, a lot of them skew a little older so like occasionally like you know you hear yeah the worst and... thing about that is you just see a trump sign in their yard you know we haven't we have not seen any of that i don't know like some people but if they are they're you know keeping it in the house yeah and it's like you know what probably for the best there's that yeah. And now everyone's in their house, so... Yeah, they sure are. <sighs> <sighs> I hope that all of our listeners are hanging in. Yeah. I hope that everyone is, you know, just, just doing well. Staying like, safe, washing hands. Um, Like, we're... We'll all work it out. We'll all be at Rita's before you know it. <laughs> True. <laughs> mm. Italian ice. That sounds wonderful. <laughs> I know. Well, we. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna talk more about Italian ice. So it's really, oh. it's fine. <laughs> well, did we have anything else that we wanted to touch on with this chapter? Because I feel like that it was a pretty straightforward chapter. No, and I mean, I think we all. I do think it's kind of entertaining that it feels like it wants to be a cliffhanger and you're like no it's gonna be okay (laughs) yeah yeah i mean i think it's gonna be fine we are two-thirds of the way through this book at this point Mm. and i'm looking at it so i'm not counting the appendices um which are huge yeah there's that's a big chunk of the book um Mm -hmm. so yeah we don't have much further to go at this point so i mean they're going to save most of the surprises for this part. So yeah. it's totally understandable if people thought, you know, there was going to be something big and revelatory happening in this chapter. Not really, but, you know, we're getting there. And next time we get to see what life is like down mm-hmm. in the southern, the southern reaches. Um, yeah. And yeah, you know, and. We get to see Jessica, who's, you know, keeping it tight, even though she's 40. Yeah. Oh, can you imagine? <laughs> I just, I 
<laughs> Paul, be quiet. Yeah. <laughs> Shut your mouth, kid. <laughs> that stuff will be even more hilarious if they try to add any of that to the movie. Because it'll be like, oh, Rebecca Ferguson, you're really keeping it together. <laughs> <laughs> Despite your advanced age. Yeah. <laughs> Look at you. Yeah. Oh, boy. Well, hopefully, if the movie comes out, I know it's currently yeah. delayed. So, you know, fingers crossed, everyone, and hang in mm. there. And if you have comments, questions, suggestions, anything you want to talk to us about, you can always email at us, email us, or email <laughs> at us. Email us at weirdingpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Weirding Pod, all those places. So, yeah. Check us out. Say hi. We love to mm-hmm. hear from you guys. We love reviews. We love comments. We love when you post memes on our Facebook page. It's all good. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, send them to us on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's, it's, you know, we're all just doing what we can. Yeah. And we want to we want to entertain you guys. We don't mm-hmm. want to be constant bummers. So no. we just we want to keep you guys entertained and you know kind of stay on topic as much as possible. I know last week we just we just had to get it out and we talked about it. And now <laughs> we can move on. <laughs> um, I took that personality test to see oh what characters God. I was. I was so um, mad. but I was sad. It's it's been going around. I'm sure if you go like on Twitter and just like look up like personality test everyone people are talking about it but there's no no characters from dune in it so there's no characters, all tv characters i think there's a lot of and it's like not just tv characters but a lot of sitcom characters mm, yeah um so it said my closest match my highest percentage my biggest match was chandler bing from friends <laughs> which i hate because i don't like really any of the characters for friends and i wouldn't want to be any of them i got someone from the big bang theory which i've never watched so i don't yeah. know anything about it um and i've seen I one a... episode and it was because sam from battlestar galactica was in it <laughs> i was scroll i was like flipping channels and i saw him i was like oh sam and i stopped and watched it yeah i got a lot of characters where I was eventually just sort of like, I think I'm a nightmare because <laughs> my second one was Slughorn from Harry Potter, which is not good. Um, I don't know how familiar you are with Harry Potter, but that's not a good one. I mean, he's not the um, worst one. He's, he's not, not the Umbridge, worst one, but it's not the best. Oh no, if I gotten that, I would have just like fled to the forests or yeah. something to live. <laughs> um, although I guess if I was Umbridge, it's the last thing I should do. Uh, <laughs> Anyhow, the, yeah, but I just, it was just like this long list. I got, I got Hammond, John Hammond from Jurassic Park. It's like, oh God. <laughs> you know, I kind of see it. I kind of oh! see it. <laughs> well, I think that then is a lot too, because when I talked about this, um, our friend, our friend Gina Radcliffe was like, well, do they mean the nice sort of like Santa Claus That's Hammond kind of what from I was thinking, like- the movie or the asshole from the book because like i don't know <laughs> well i think it's the movie and i i was like yes you're a, a a gentle soul that's enthusiastic about science and entrepreneurship Ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> i yeah i got a lot of um oh this is the worst so i got lady edith from downtown i got Abbey her too and 
fucking Harry Crane. I, I was also just got saying, Harry like, Crane. at least you didn't get Harry Crane. That's not that bad. And then I fucking got Harry Crane. I hate Harry so Crane mine, so I got, much. <laughs> uh, my second one, I'm sorry, my second one wasn't Slughorn. My second one was Effie Trinket from The Hunger Games. Oh, yeah. Mine was Eric Foreman from that 70s show. Whom I actually once was for Halloween, so I'll take it. <laughs> Oh, Effie Trinket. I was like, yeah. you were Eric Foreman? How do you even no, know? No, no, I was I was Effie Trinket. Um, yeah. I had a big wig. Um, yeah, I don't know if, like, the worst, though, is that it also, my number 19 was Quark from Deep Space Nine. I'm just <laughs> Mine like, was how, Smithers from The Simpsons. How dare you? <laughs> but all of mine are either, like, oh, and, tragic characters. Yeah. Like Jane um, from Breaking Bad. I'm like, well, it's good to know that I'm you know it you know match characters with a drug addict who overdoses and dies choking on her own puke uh but i mean that was i have never seen that show but i know that wasn't entirely her fault um <laughs> uh i got sal from mad men which sad right in the heart um oh, carrie bradshaw gosh, yeah. which i got carrie too no yeah lady edith yeah so georgiana darcy yeah, I got Elizabeth Bennett. Everyone wants Elizabeth Bennett. I, I was amazed, honestly. But she's way um, down at number 15. At uh, 69%. Yeah. Ow! My 69% were Charlotte from Sex and the City. Mm -hmm. uh, Marie from Breaking Bad. I do like purple. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have a lot of purple in my house. So I have gotten that before, actually, from people. Mm -hmm. Um... Harry Crane, someone from Westworld, which I don't watch. Who from Westworld was it? Lee. Oh, I got him too. He's a fucking weasel. Oh. I have so many of that. I got Varys from Game of Thrones. Mm. Um, Lucy from Twin Peaks, which love you, Lucy, but all right. <laughs> I mean, I do enjoy a good sweater. Sure. Um, yeah. Lady Edith. Luna Lovegood. Okay, that's fair. I got Inara from Firefly, which I assume is just because they know I like kimonos. I don't know. Like... <laughs> You're all about that caftan life. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, so I got Burt Cooper, though. So I could do a little oh, worse really? than Burt Cooper. Yeah, because I got Peggy Olsen, which I was happy about. Um, but then I got... Um, da -da 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 -da. I have so many people... From The Office, a show that I cannot stand and never watch. Uh, and I got Carrie Bradshaw, too. Hmm. Oh, yeah. and Donna from... I got Donna from Twin Peaks, which I was like, eh. Yeah, I saw that when you when you shared yours and I didn't want to say anything, but I was kind of like, Donna. <laughs> I mean, at least it's not James, I guess. Oh, my God. If you got James, I think this podcast might be canceled. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> like, oh I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm oh, sorry. I'm so sorry. Let me sing you this <laughs> sweet, sweet song that I wrote. Let's just sing in a living room. Oh, God. There's nothing no, weird about worst. that. Did you watch The Return? Twin Peaks Return? I did. When he came back, I was just like, why? <laughs> David Lynch, why do you hate us? Why do I have to hear this stupid song again? Why is happening? What? Just bring back Trent Reznor. Please. Don't make me listen to this. I'm sorry, but James is the worst. Oh, my God. I got Millhouse from The Simpsons. Paul Kinsey. 
everyone is either like an exceptionally snarky, lazy villain esque sort of person. I also got Gaius Baltar, um, <laughs> Harry Crane, or like I got a lot of gay men mm. and a lot of women who are either uptight and or just wear a lot of like accessories like mm-hmm. i got melisandre from game of thrones as well and luna lovegood so it's just like i guess i don't know what any i don't know what how much we're supposed to know about georgiana darcy's like thoughts on ethics or whatever those questions were <laughs> she just looks to her big brother <laughs> oh brother you'll tell me what to think <laughs> Oh my god, don't elope with people. You yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, she's 15. We've already established on this show that all 15 year olds oh, yeah. are idiots. So, in their own special way. Even the smart ones. I think that that's something that has always killed me about the miniseries of Pride and Prejudice, which I love, is just when that all comes out and there's just that shot of, like, Wickham talking, her, talking to her and she's clearly just like, ha ha ha. I like that actor that plays Wickham, but it's just also like, what? <laughs> yeah, Adrian Lucas, he looks so much older than her. Like, so much older oh, it's than all of them. alarming that and, like, when he's just he's like, He's supposed to be Ew. the same age as Colin Firth, and I'm just like, I don't think so. He's lived, he's lived rougher. Yeah. <laughs> true. True. He had to join the army. I mean, he had to, yes. He was supposed to have a living, but... Yeah, Imagine we've, that. We've all heard it before, Wickham. Spare us. I just... Those... That is the one thing in any, like... Especially contemporary, like, Regency era stuff, is mm-hmm. just this sort of... Every so often, somebody's just like, I don't know, do you, do you think she would like it if I gave her 100 pounds? That would be good, right? It's like, yes, that would be exceptionally good. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> It's like a sense of sensibility where Colonel Brandon's just like, I don't know, I could give him a job yeah. on my estate. Oh, Colonel Brandon. So, that would be really great. And it's like, that would be really great. And <laughs> what? <laughs> like, has he ever gone to a seminary or anything? Oh, no, he just wants to be a preacher just because. Right. Okay. Well, I think sure. then if you, you just had to, like, study or something, right? Yeah. I don't know. You just had to, like, live a decent life and come up with something to say on Sundays, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, I think on that note, we should yeah, probably <laughs> wrap it up. We have really digressed more than oh. our usual. And, you know, for talking about Pride and Prejudice, I'm going to be here all night. So This is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So um, <laughs> until next time, guys, hang in there. Stay safe. Take care. Bye. Tom is back there saying, everything I do makes me a legend. Stop it. Stop it. You're an asshole. Stop.
shut up. He's so discourteous. Tom. Brian, He's... come get Tom out of here. <laughs> Tom. <laughs> Bry. Of course, Brian has his headphones in. Of course. Tom, stop it for fuck's sake. Cat. <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh. He heard me say chosen one and he's like, me? Are you talking about me? I'm a cat. That makes me chosen. <laughs> he certainly thinks so. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, If my daughter were up, it'd be the same thing. Yeah. Like, I talk. Now I'm talking. Like, no. Yeah, okay. you'll listen to me. <laughs> yeah, she should be heard in the background going, I'm on the show. <laughs> like, no, 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 you're not. Um, 